Hey everyone, Drew Paglieri back with a power spread analysis on all things football. So uh, for this bowl season, starting with these playoffs, I'm going to go ahead and do some quick previews on some of the games. Obviously, as they get bigger and more important, uh, especially the playoff time, you know, the top four. Uh, I'll I'll do much more in depth analysis, but for now I just uh, want to start with these playoffs. I just want to see where we go with this and how far I get with this. Actually, uh, as I think we'll, we have forty five bowls, I'll try to do the bowls and uh, we'll go from here. But uh, the the beginning of the conference championships happened tonight, uh, starting with uh, UT UTSA and North Texas in the conference USA. And not a whole lot I want to go into here, except that, you know, both head coaches are very offensive, air raid type guys. Uh, UTSA has the big time veteran quarterback, Frank Harris, who is both, you know, dual threat runner and passer. And he's had another big year. Their offense has been fantastic. They had a lot of experience back. Uh, the guy, you know, Jeff Trailer has done a great job with... Uh, UTSA. He took over in a terrible time in 2020, the pandemic year. Really, 21 was another pandemic year, too. But 2020, that's a, that's a heck of a time for any kind of switch, especially as a head coach. And yet he still went 7-5 and five that year. So, And then, of course, 12-2 and two last year, and they won their they win a lot of shootouts. Uh, the defense hasn't really caught up to the offense yet, but uh, they did that year and also this year. And uh, again, Big time, they have the best record, and they are the big, definitely the favorite in this uh, championship game. Uh, they play North Texas, who they beat earlier in the year in another shootout. And uh, North Texas is led by Seth Luttrell, another air raid guy, but he's actually more than just an air raid guy. Uh, I, I think a lot of people just, you know, once you're, you, you coach for Mike Leach or you're with Texas Tech or associated with that at all, it's air raid all the way. Everybody's just like, you know, that's it. You're, you're an air raid guy, and that's it. Of course, first of all, we don't do just an air raid anymore as a scheme. It's, it's PSAR, power spread air raid, which was, you know, Tony Franklin was an original guy in that where he was like, we can get a lot more running to complement the passing, the air raid passing concepts. But the guy who really blew it up was Dana Holgerson uh, because he was over at Houston after uh, with Kevin Sumlin after – uh, Art Bryles left, and he definitely picked up some of that Bryles stuff. And Bryles is really the resident genius of power spread in the beginning. I mean, ex especially when it comes to space, the way he opens space up, and the way he finds a way to find the power. In, in addition to the incredible spread, he really goes heavy power and heavy spread uh, like no one else. And uh, Holgerson definitely picked up on that, and really was the guy that, to me cemented it as a PSAR that everybody kind of does now. So Latrell. You know, he, uh, like I said, he was originally, I mean, his original actual uh, background was Barry Switzer. <laughs> he played for Oklahoma uh, back in the day and uh, just had that in his background. Um, didn't play for Switzer, I don't think. But anyway, too young, I think. But anyways, uh, Nick Mangino, and that's all power spread. But then he ended up under Leach, uh, 2005 to 2008, I think, running back coach, if I'm correct. Anyway... And then Sonny Dykes, another leech, you know, their air raid guy. But then he was under Kevin Wilson. And that's not 
all the way air raid. I mean, he has had some influence there from Leach as well, but um, and also Mangino had some influence from Leach. But uh, Wilson is definitely on the power side of power spread. He's with Urban Meyer now, or I'm sorry, Ryan Day, and then uh, Larry Fedora also is in Latrell's background. So it's not really just a pure air raid, and he definitely likes the power run game. North Texas had the number one number one running offense last year uh, in Conference USA, and this year it's number two because they lost uh, their starter from last year, but they still have a strong running game. That, I think, is uh, just in a quick way. Again, I'm not analyzing this to death, but I think they need that. They, they, they need to... I'm not sure he's going to... You know, I know he goes no huddle. They all go no huddle, but... Um, there might be some more controlling tempo and keep Frank Harris off the field a bit, but not even about that, just the balance of the power and just using the power when you need it um, and to set up the spread. And on the other side, you know, it's, it's going to be high scoring. I mean, no one's stopping UTSA in, in the smaller schools. I mean, it's not happening. So there's going to be a lot of points. If, if North Texas wants to win, it's going to be a big one, a, bur- a, a barn burner again. It's going to be close. Uh, if, you know, the experience lies with UT- UTSA, that's what bothers me about picking North Texas. But I feel like I like North Texas with the points, but I like North Texas to even maybe win outright. Um, I just, I just have a feeling. I mean, the, the other thing is their defense has, uh, Phil Bennett on that side, who was under Bryles at one point, And then he's been under a lot of people, but he slid into the four, two, three, three hybrid, uh, during his time with Bryles and his excellent, you know, defensive mind from his prior years and all the experience he has, he did a good job with that. And I think he's getting North Texas. Their defense is improving a little bit. They lost guys from last year. It, it's a slow process, but UTSA also lost guys from last year. And they run the the Todd Graham sort of stuff, Rich Rodriguez, the three three five which isn't that different from a lot of people these days, but they, they do the original like three, three stack. It comes from Jolie Dunn. And, and, and that's also, you know, you're looking that this guy, I really think he's more of a young guy up and comer. Who is this guy? Um, the defensive coordinator, let me look him up real quick. Cause I forget his name is, uh, uh, well, I'm sorry here. Uh, let's see. Je- Jess Lope, L O E P P, however you say it. But uh, he's young, and uh, but and, and you know maybe UTSA is getting there. Uh, Jeff Trailer is a good head coach. I think you know they're heading that direction. But I almost feel like North Texas is getting there quicker, and <laughs> in, in, in the games tonight. <laughs> so I'm, I'm almost like running game, some defense in that you know passing frenzy, power spread. We're going to see tonight uh, high scoring game again. But maybe North Texas is able to pull this one out. I don't know, uh, but definitely the favorites UTSA. So that's that's a kind of interesting. I'm curious to check that. Then the big one is USC and uh, Utah, and you know it's funny. I feel like I almost don't have as much for this. Hey, look, here's the deal: USC has a ton of talent. They used to, you know, with Pete Carroll, their their recruiting was incredible. Um, it, it it definitely went the other way after a while. By the time at the end of uh, Helton's uh, regime, it, it, they did not have the recruiting like they had with Carroll. It was, you know, but it's still top recruiting. It's still in the Michigan area of recruiting. And Michigan has good recruiting, you know, really good recruiting, top recruiting. Um, but we're not talking at, at this point. I mean, we'll see what Riley does, but it, it, they're definitely their recruiting isn't where it was and it what isn't where um, Ohio State is and Georgia and teams like that, but or Alabama, but 
but it's but it may get there. The thing is, everybody knows Riley brought in a ton of transfers, great transfers. That was incredible transfer portal for him this year. Caleb Williams, number one, the quarterback looks like he could win the Heisman. Uh, maybe it's already did he win it yet? I don't know when it comes out. But anyways, so uh, the thing is. What I'm trying to say here is USC has a lot more talent than Utah. Even without those transfers, they had more talent than Utah. Whittingham, Kyle Whittingham, everyone knows, a great program, um, great operations, great culture. I mean, this guy's been doing it a long time. He's a very smart defensive mind. His defense is incorporating a lot of the pattern match stuff now that people are doing and mixing of zone, mixing coverages, mixing pressure. Everyone's doing this. Hybrid defenses. And he does it, though, in his own special, unique way. I could do a few podcasts on just what he tries to do. And what he's done is his history of defense and, and his schemes over the time and his, and his motivation, his culture. I mean, he's, he's got a lot going on in his favor. Talent and athletes aren't one of them. They do not have it. And they have, they, I know it's improved some. Cam Rising's a decent quarterback, but he's had some injury problems this year. And the other issue is on offense, I feel like Whittingham's getting more and more away from the original power spread of Urban Meyer that he incorporated originally, uh, actually coaching with under Urban. And the thing is, I think it's sort of too much to the pro style. I mean, everyone mix, not everyone, but there's a lot of mix of pro and power spread now and across the NFL and college. It's all kind of meshing together. And, you know, college is usually more of a PS pro. Some of that is in the pros as well. But a lot of pros still use pro PS, of course, that, but it's a whole different ballgame with professional athletes and experienced older men. <laughs> and these are kids, you know, and I still think PS pro is the way to go. And you don't even have to do the pro part of it as much. PSAR, uh, just full PS, you know, there's different ways to do it. But um, I feel like uh, Ludwig is the offense, a longtime offensive coordinator. We used to be at Oregon, Bilotti, all those guys. He's good. I mean, he's an incredible experience, a great offensive mind, but I think he's, uh, his approach, I don't want to say it's stale because he's always had some few surprises and he will do some different things, but it's just too much pro. And I don't want to get into the, all the details of that. It's just, it's, it's, it's not enough power spread, to be honest. And I, I just think that, you know, even winning him for all his brilliance and defense, his scheme is a little, I, I think it could go further now. And, 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 I, and I don't know. I don't want to get into that too much. But you add in the fact that they don't have the athletes of USC. I'm like, I don't know how in the heck they can beat USC tonight. My one thought is, does USC finally have a letdown? They barely lost to Utah the first time. And there's a lot of reasons behind that. But that was a, a, a real close game. And I, I mean, now you're adding in revenge and the chance to be in the football playoffs. I, I can't see a, a, a letdown here or anything like that going on. I know they had a big win with Notre Dame, so maybe. And it would have to be. I, without a letdown effect or without something else going wrong for them, even if they don't play their very best, USC still wins. But because of Whittingham and he pulls these upsets off from time to time, he almost pulled one off on Ohio State last year in the bowl. But again, Ohio State was incredibly disappointed in the loss to Michigan, being out of the playoffs. They weren't even playing all their guys because they were getting ready for the NFL, some of the guys. I I just can't see it tonight. I wouldn't be f- totally surprised. I mean, I would say go USC and, and don't give any points to Utah. I mean, USC, it, it might even kill them, you know. But if Utah wins, I won't be completely surprised because it's Kyle Whittingham. I won't be totally surprised. He's great. Kind of like Jim Harbaugh. What was that? Was that a talent 
win for Michigan? No, they didn't have more talent than Ohio State. Come on. Was, and I'm not putting down their talent. It's really good. I kept saying, watch out for JJ, watch out for Edwards. But no, they do not have more talent than Ohio State. Are their schemes better? They have some great stuff. They actually made better halftime adjustments. I'll have to get into that in another podcast. But no, overall, I would not say their schemes are better. So what was it? You know, it's, it's operations. Harbaugh is unbelievable, but he stayed with his way that he wanted to form that team. He got a little more power spread in there, but it's on the power side and, and pro heavy. And, but I say it's still PS pro, not pro PS, but that's debatable. But the point is he stayed with his culture. His operations are strong now, and that can go a long way. The techniques, the fundamentals that, you know, talk to Nick Saban about that. So because of that, yes, there could be an upset with Utah, but I just can't see it, man. I, I can't see it. But if it happens, I won't be shocked. But I just, I, I'd, I'd be surprised, though. <laughs> I'd be a little bit surprised. So those are the two games for tonight. We have a few more tomorrow. Um, a lot of people are kind of down on these playoffs this year. I, I kind of don't blame it, uh, blame people. I mean, it's, it's a little bit, I mean, <laughs> especially the Big Ten, right? I mean, but who knows? I mean, that's one where I know people are like, oh, come on. It's hard to keep to say letdown, especially to coaches, because that's so anti-coaching. I mean, you you don't let down when you're getting ready for the playoffs. So I can understand why anybody in the coaching profession would say, you know, Drew, take that and shove it, you know, up your rear end because, you know, we don't let down at the play. But it happens. It does happen. I, I It can happen. And I understand how it's hard to believe it can happen, but it does. And I sort of think Michigan may be primed for sort of a letdown, but even a letdown, even not playing their best. And I'm not saying Purdue's a bad team, but I, Purdue's actually, I like what Jeff Brom's trying to do there, but yeah, no, they, if, if Michigan plays their best, it won't be close, but, uh, I think this is going to be close tomorrow, but I'll get to that tomorrow. And, um, uh, but Michigan should still win. But anyways, uh, but yeah, people are sort of down on these playoffs, but I don't know. I will see what happens. And, uh, tonight it will be very interesting. I think this little, this small conference USA game that nobody cares about is very interesting. I'm, I'm really excited to see if North Texas can pull this off. And cause to me, you know, UTSA is the dominant team these last two years. So that'd be really, um, interesting, but we'll see. And so that is a wrap here from the power spread studios. This is Drew Paglieri until next time.